Hi, I'm Dee Lauderdale, and this is the Modern Southern Gentleman Show. Stories and conversations to lead men down the path of becoming the best version of themselves. My guest today is Ray Carnes, uh, co-founder of RecTech Grills in Augusta, Georgia. I first found out about Ray and their story when I bought one of their grills uh, a couple of years ago uh, at the suggestion of a friend. And love the product. And, uh, once I learned their story, I really wanted to be able to tell it. So, uh, during all this insanity of coronavirus, Ray and I were able to, uh, have a conversation and it turned out to be a fascinating, uh, story to hear him tell. And he left me with a phrase that he uses that I'm really beginning to try to incorporate into my own life. And that is why not me? I mean, why not me to do whatever the goal that I have or the dream that I have? And that's been Ray's mantra, and it has been one that uh, I need to start incorporating more. Uh, before we get started, this episode is uh, sponsored by the guys and girls at Mealtown Coffee Company in Columbia, Tennessee. Uh, their storefront is right on the square in historic Columbia, right, uh, right by the courthouse. Uh, but these days, while they're not able to have people in the store and we're not able to go anywhere you can still go to their website mealtowncoffeecompany.com and order some of their uh their wonderful coffee i love those guys i love what they're doing and appreciate their support of the show so much so without further ado i uh, hope you'll enjoy my conversation with ray carnes well hello ray carnes we finally got to be able to talk yeah man it was difficult, but we figured it out, right? <laughs> we figured it out. This is really weird. We are recording this on April 7th, which should be the middle of Masters Week. And that matters because you guys are in the Augusta adjacent area. So uh, I've been to the Masters a couple of times. And so I'm wondering, what's Augusta like this week without the Masters there? You know, it's it's just quiet. Uh, generally speaking, uh, I, I – I'm supposed to be out of town this week. So we always travel, uh, master's week, um, cause we rent our house. So, uh, we were, uh, headed to Turks and Caicos, uh, uh, supposed to leave Friday. Yeah. Um, and, uh, unfortunately, you know, we couldn't. So, uh, it's, it's a little bit strange, uh, to not have a master's week, you know, when you grew up here and, and it's just a part of, uh, that first week of April is everybody knows it's coming. And, uh, so it's, it's kind of quiet. Yeah, I would, I would imagine. So we've always uh, heard the stories about you guys that live there, uh, bugging out, renting your house and getting the heck out of Dodge. And I kind of get that I lived in Tuscaloosa for five years. So, uh, we had game day seven, you know, seven Saturdays a year, there's 130,000 people coming into Tuscaloosa for an Alabama football game. And so the first time I came to Augusta for the masters a few years ago, I said, Oh my gosh, they have the same thing we have, except they have it. They have their seven days in one week. In one week. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different place that week. I mean, it changes the whole uh, city. Yeah, I'm sure. All right. Well, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on, there are a couple of reasons. Number one, uh, I love your product. Uh, I have, uh, I'm on my second one actually bought my first one. And then I wanted one with the really nice, uh, controllers, the, uh, computer controllers on it. And so I bought it. And then, uh, I think I'm up to four that I've, that other people have seen and have tasted the food that I've cooked on it. And they bought it the Rectac grill. So I wanted to have you on that for that. But the other reason was, uh, the story of your company 
is one I think men desperately need to hear, especially given the times that we're in when we're going into very uncertain economic times. And so can you kind of give the guys the, the version of how you got the company started, especially when you started, you and your partner started Rectech Grills? Sure. Uh, so uh, I have this, I've told this story a few times, so I have like kind of the uh, cliff notes version. Uh, but basically, you know, I, uh, I'm a guy that's always has like ideas, you know, I, I think this would work and this work. And uh, my partner, Ron Cundy, he's a, he's a, he's a guy that I would call with all these crazy ideas and he would poke holes into them. You know, he'd play devil's advocate, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so, um, I, um, had this idea kicking around my head for years and years to make, uh, this, this ultimate pellet grill. But as people can really, I, I'm sure relate to, uh, it's very difficult to make a giant change or to, to take a giant risk when things are going well or decent, you know, and, uh, I owned a, uh, car lot, a little car lot, uh, called looking call auto sales. Uh, and, uh, literally it was a one man operation. I was, uh, when, when, uh, I went to the car auction, there was nobody on the car lot. There was a paper in the window that said, look and call, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I was selling a few cars. Uh, it, it, I told the, the description of the car was on the window. I said, I can meet you tonight. Uh, <laughs> And I was selling a few cars and paying the bills, going on a couple of vacations a year, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I didn't want to take this risk. Uh, of, I, I couldn't take that leap of faith. Well, fast forward to 08 and 09, you know, and the economy tanked. And all of a sudden, you know, I go from selling, you know, 20 cars a, a month to zero. And, um, and I'm just sitting on the couch just one day, just so just defeated. Mm-hmm. But, I, uh, you know, like, what am I going to do? And I'm like, you know what? Uh, this isn't working. You know, what do I have to lose? I said, I'm going to build a grill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what's the matter, right? <laughs> okay, I got you. So I go in the bedroom because uh, I, I don't want my wife to hear this, make me think how crazy it is. And I just called my buddy Ron. I'm like, hey, man, I want to build a grill in China. And uh, he's like, what are you talking about? I said, listen to me now. And so we've always loved and been passionate grillers, just loved always. That was always our thing. We were roommates way back in the day for years. And uh, so I said, uh, I, 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 of course, I, don't, I didn't have any, enough money to do it by myself. I, asked him if he would partner up with me and uh i spent like two days in that bedroom on the phone with him and the second day he called me and goes uh all right man i'm in wow so uh, i walk out uh of the be- he he literally has the email the day the stock market hit the absolute lowest he has the email that day that he said i he emailed me said let's do this so <laughs> it, it was at the bottom <laughs> And uh, I walked out of the bedroom and I go, hey, uh, my wife was reading a magazine on the couch. I'll never forget. And I said, hey, honey, uh, I'm building a grill in China. And she looks up from the magazine and she said, OK, good luck with that. And I said, no, I'm serious. I said, I'm serious. And she said, OK, honey. But she you could tell she's like, whatever. Another one of his ideas. Well, yeah. then 
a few weeks goes by and all of a sudden I've got drawings and all of a sudden I'm making plans to go, you know, out of the country. And she starts about a, a month or about two months go by. And she finally like says, let me see what you got here. Like I got all these papers in my lap and she realizes that I'm pretty serious about this. And, yeah. uh, so, uh, you know, it turned out and to, to your point, what you're asking in, in these times of uncertainty, what was the most uncertain and most depressing and lowest point uh, kind of for me in my life was the greatest thing that ever happened to me mm. because I was able to just take that risk. And, uh, so I, we, my goal was simple. I, I uh, I said, I'm going to build the best pellet grill, uh, you know, uh, something that, is not available on the market that I would want to own. And I'm going to have world-class customer service. And I, I said, in this day and age, when you do something wrong, the entire world knows about it. And I said, so we're going to be the best when it comes to customer service. And it's really just those two things, a good product with good customer service. And, um, and man, and then I started out of necessity, you know, when I started selling Rectex, it was just me. I was the forklift driver. I was the shipper. I was the salesperson, I was the janitor, and uh, but I started giving out my cell phone number, and that resonated with people. So to this day, every single customer, <laughs> which is insane, has my cell phone number, the one I'm on right here. And, uh, and so, it, 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 but it really resonated because they, because we said, you know, it's, it, it's, uh, they, it's a, we call it the RecTech family, the RecTech lifestyle. And uh, but it's resonated with people and real because it's that old school customer service and and just doing it's not really the rocket science. We just did did it right, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, and people appreciated it and, and recognized it. Like you said, you sold four people you, you four of your friends bought Rectex and it's just that word of mouth. Because our customers uh, see that we're doing it a little different, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but but basically that's the story, you know. In a nutshell, it took us one year to sell the first ninety grills. Barely could keep the lights on, uh, you know. Blood, sweat, and tears. And and there's wow. days now that we sell three, four hundred grills in a day, you know. Wow. So, um, it's been a heck of a journey, a heck of a journey, and a lot of fun. Well, you bring up um um a super simple business model. I mean, if you think about it from everybody spends a lot of time and money trying to come up with a business model and yours is, is so simple, but maybe the most difficult to execute, right? Good product and world-class customer service. Right. So basically it's, you're trying to be Chick-fil-A. Right. And they, yeah, they, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, but here's the challenge. Um, cause I've interviewed a guy on the show before who was, um, a marketing, one of their marketing managers for a while. And he and I were talking about this and I, and my question for you is the same was for him. How do you get everybody on your team, everybody who's a part of the company to buy into that, uh, world-class vision? I mean, not, uh, you know what I'm saying? Just because Ray has it, how does Ray right. impart that to everybody who works for you? Okay, that's an excellent question. And part of it is I've been incredibly fortunate uh, with a lot of people that I've known, like uh, all the way from um, not middle school, but elementary school, actually work at RecTech. And um, I have a simple concept when I interview somebody uh, is if, if I – 
won't have that person over to my house for dinner. I'm not going to hire them, no matter what their resume looks like. And uh, so I look at people and I want to like them and, Mm -hmm. and, and I want to be, I am friends and this is to my detriment sometimes, but I am friends with all my, uh, (laughs) it causes problems as you might imagine, but I'm friends with all the people that work at Vectech and we, we, um, we have a bond and, and they, uh, they're passionate about it. And it's just that, that interview process. I mean, sometimes we will for a position and we're all, we've been expanding so rapidly, we'll interview 20, 30 people because they just have to, they have to, it has to feel right in your gut. Right. Uh, and it's hard to explain, but you, we know it when we feel it. And um, and that's really all we've done. And uh, so, you know, my best man in my wedding, Stevie, the guy you've seen in videos, he works mm-hmm. there. Uh, uh, my first friend I ever met in Augusta, Georgia from fourth grade, David Wright. He's the warehouse manager. Uh, and uh, <laughs> my general manager, Ben, he's been there with me uh, since the beginning when we sold those 90 grills. You know, he got there about a month in. He, he lives it. I call it owning it. They, they own it. Like I own it. Yeah. They, they believe in it and they take it seriously. It's just, uh, I guess to answer your question is just taking that patience to find the right key people when you hire. Yeah. I, uh, when I've hired people in the past, uh, I was taught something about 20 years ago that I've never forgotten. And I, and it's the three C's to hiring people. The first one is character. If they're not high character people, you don't want them no matter how good they are at their job. (laughs) The right. second is chemistry. Kind of a little bit about what you're talking about. Do they fit in with you? Do they fit in with the team that's already there? And then the third is competency. How good are they at their job? Because I found that if someone has great character and great chemistry, if there's some things comes uh, in their competency that we need to work on, we can send somebody to a class or get some training or whatever. But every time I followed all those, all three, I never made a bad hire. But every time I waffled on just one of them, I made a bad hire. That's excellent advice uh, right there. And I'll remember that because, you know, there's been times that we've made mistakes and we forced it and Mm -hmm. and we're like, don't, we'll never do that again. Yeah. Uh, And it's only happened with a few times, but it's exactly what you said. You just made it work because you're desperate Mm -hmm. and it's always a mistake. It it, it just, it always comes back to bite you. But, you know, Ray, I would think there's another piece of this, of the folks on your team buying into RecTech. You said they own it. I would submit that they bought into you and and your and your partner. They believe in you too. Well, that's very kind, but uh, I, I hope so. Uh, and uh, I got we ha- I, we have they. I always say they make me look like a rock star. They make it easy for me to look good. <laughs> well, <laughs> we have great people. Yeah, I mean, but I, I'm a I'm a huge believer in the old saying: "Speed of the leader, speed of the team." I mean, the people are doing those kinds of things because they've seen you do it. Right, because you were the fork truck driver, you you did everything that it took to get it done, and I think that's important for men to understand. When you're starting a business, uh, people are going to buy in as much to you as they are the product or the service that you're selling. You have to be someone who's worth following. Well, I appreciate that, and uh, I hope so. It, it's uh, it's humbling sometimes, but I appreciate the kind words. Yeah. All right, so. If this is where you are, I mean, think about what you just, t- the story you just told in the middle of one of the worst economic downturns we've seen in, at least in my lifetime, probably. And 
you even said your partner made the decision to to get in with you on the day the market just bottomed out. Then I'm curious as to what happened in Ray's life early on that could equip someone to do what you did. So where did you grow up there in Augusta? Well, my dad was uh, in the army, so uh, I moved a lot, you know, uh, but he retired at Fort Gordon here in Augusta when I was uh, like 12. So I consider it home. I was born in Michigan, actually, but lived in Germany, Miami. Uh, He he was at uh, Olmstead Air Force Base in Miami, and then we moved here. Um, But um, a little bit of a dysfunctional childhood, if I'm being honest. (laughs) But uh, but, uh, the... uh, I always, I, uh, was a, a good, uh, communicator. That was my gift. I always tell people to exploit the gift that God gives you. Uh, that was yeah. mine. And, uh, and, uh, so, um, you know, I, um, when all my friends, I didn't go to college. Uh, when all my friends went to college, uh, I was a door to door vacuum cleaner salesman and Did you really, <laughs> I was a door to door vacuum cleaner salesman. And I tell people in my heart, I'll always be a vacuum cleaner salesman. <laughs> <laughs> and what I mean by that, it was the greatest education that okay. a person could get because I learned and talked to adults as an 18 year old kid, every walk of life. So I would be in a home one night with a doctor the next night with a lawyer the next night with a carpenter and and i so i had to learn to communicate uh at an adult level and uh it was the greatest education for me and i you know i had a good we had a good product and uh, i know that sounds like shady but it was we it was legit good product with a I believed in it. It was hard to go in people's houses at night, you know, at yeah. the end. And so I finally had to kind of get out of it. I outgrew it, but, but it was the greatest, it was better than any, in my mind, it's better than any college could have taught me. Um, and, uh, so after that, uh, then I went into the car, uh, car business I just spoke of. And, uh, so I just, um, uh, just, that that's the skill set that I've utilized is uh, the communication skills and mm-hmm. and what I learned. Um, those I sold them for like ten years. Ron, the attorney, my business partner, was the a vacuum cleaner salesman with him. That's with me. That's how we met. And I was I, and he'll love this. I'm always quick to point out. I was the number one vacuum cleaner salesman in the country. He was number two. And uh, and. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, so that's how we met and that's how long we've been friends since we were 18. So I've known Ron for 30 years. You know, uh, you're, you're proving something. My wife and I were, uh, sitting around a couple of nights ago and she was reading and she read a quote to me and, and I'm going to butcher it, but I, I'm, I hope I'm going to get close. She said, you can either learn to sell a person can either learn to sell or they will work for somebody who doesn't mind selling. Learn to sell or work for somebody or, doesn't or don't, mind I, I think the point, I butchered it a little bit, but the gist of it was so many people say they don't like to sell, and this person was saying you either can learn to like it or learn to sell, or you're going to spend the rest of your life working for somebody who doesn't mind selling. I got Yeah, 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 exactly. Gotcha. Yeah, I, and you know what? I've always said selling to me is as long as Zig Ziglar had a great line. Uh, he said the only the difference between a professional salesman and a professional con man is their intent. That a professional <laughs> salesman is not trying to scam you. Mm-hmm. He, he he has a quality 
if he is doing the right thing, he, like my Rectech, I have a quality product that I want you to be happy. I want you to enjoy that product. So I have no intention of defrauding you out of your money at all. My intent is to make you happy. Right. And so his point is the only difference between those two people is the, the con man is to get your money and give you a bogus product or whatever mm-hmm. it happens to be. You, you follow what I'm saying? Yeah. And I just yeah. re- remember that. And, uh, it, and so I've always said selling is to me is just selling yourself and being a, a, a nice person. Uh, you know, um, it's not necessarily selling the product, being able to talk about the features and benefits, explain it in an articulate manner and, 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 and have good intentions about what you're doing, you know? But, yeah. And, and I think uh, Zig was actually who hit my mind when you mentioned that you were a vacuum cleaner salesman. Uh, you read Zig- pots and pans. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, uh, you guys, between you and Zig, y'all did two of the hardest jobs in the world. Uh, I mean, you know, door to door salesman, it, it just tough, but you know, uh, I think you learned something from that. Um, kind of the same way that some people do when they get into Amway or some of that kind of stuff, you, mm-hmm. you, you do learn a, a, a skill set, a communication skill set, but you also learn, I think how to read people pretty quickly. For sure. Right. And, and uh, pick up body language, the whole bit, how to read people and understand if they want you to just get away from them. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, and I don't mean that in a manipulative way, but to find out, okay, why is this person interested in this product? You know, the, the famous line, uh, from, uh, oh gosh, what's the name? Oh, uh, the movie was Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, yeah. and it's all about salesmen. And, uh, one of the the really scummy characters looks at one of the other salesmen and says, you know, the guy don't come on the lot lets he wants to buy a car. Right. So, <laughs> but his point was, you know, they're, they're wanting to buy, they are a qualified prospect. We'd call it in the sales business, but a good, somebody who's really good at sales, I believe goes and says, okay, what need are they trying to feel? And will my product feel that need for them? And then I have to show them how that product, how my product will do that for them. Exactly. Uh, uh, that's uh, I've seen that movie, and uh, uh, um, it, that, you're right. They were very shady in that movie. <laughs> you know, some of those some of those movies give salespeople such a horrible reputation, and that's one of them. But uh, yeah. I I'm uh, I used to love Zig because he he fought that battle. You know, I used to love yeah. Zig Ziglar was my uh, like kind of my mentor. I read I listened to his audio tapes when I was driving to my appointments and everything. Yeah. Uh, but basically he championed, uh, um, you know, the professional salesman and what an honorable career it was. And, uh, the fact that you were trying to help people and I just, uh, always took that to heart. Well, I think, uh, and I think salesmen, I don't think there's anything being to look down on as a sale. I, I do business development for the company I work for. Uh, I do this podcast and, you know, I'm selling it to people when I'm putting it out there saying, listen to this because it's going to help solve some problems in your life. There's nothing wrong with being a salesman. There is everything wrong with being a crook and the two are not interlaced at all. I mean, I grew up in a family that owned a car dealership, so I grew up in the car business, right? So, you know, right. uh, that and you were again in the used car business so you go from being in uh selling vacuum cleaners to selling used cars you just wanted everybody to hate you didn't you 
<laughs> I make that joke. I said I wanted to do something a little more prestigious than vacuum, so I went to used cars, and everybody dies laughing every time. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Well, I just I, I just love the fact that you obviously have the hustle in you, right? Because when your car business was in the tank, for reasons outside of your control, you had one of two choices: you either, you know, curl up in the fetal position and blame everybody else and just watch everything go away. But you didn't do that. You decided, well, what the heck I've got to lose. Let's go for something. Let's try it. And right. I love that hustle. Let's swing for the fences. And I, I, uh, I said, honey, we may, uh, end up, uh, living in a, you know, uh, a trailer. We might have to downsize. I said, but, uh, I'm giving this a try. <laughs> and she said, she said, good luck. And I got to hand it to her for supporting that, that, you know, she supported it. She's like, good luck. <laughs> and uh so it's a pretty cool story cool all right we have the big three questions that we ask every guy who goes on the show so let me let's get to them question number one what has surprised you the most in life wow i wish you would have given me given me these beforehand what has <laughs> surprised me most in life gosh man i don't know the answer to that that's a very t- tough question um, yeah, it's the reason I won't give those questions out to anybody before I do the show. <laughs> uh, man, I, so there's some stuff I want to say, but that's a little too deep. So okay. uh, I, uh, um, the, I guess <laughs> what su- has surprised me the most is, mm-hmm. uh, the, uh, the success of Rectech. honestly, I mm-hmm. mean, it has been an amazing uh, story. I can't. I have to, it's very surreal when I walk through where we have a 270,000 square foot warehouse and mm-hmm. it's very surreal to walk through there and see forklifts, you know, going back and forth. And, uh, I remember being on the little broke down forklift I was talking about earlier. And now there's like, you know, all these new Toyota forklifts, like eight of them or nine of them in there. And, uh, <laughs> so I guess it's, it still shocks me every time I have to pinch myself when I walk through that warehouse. That's awesome. Okay. Question number two. Who taught you the most about being a man and what did they teach you? Um, that would be honest to goodness. My best friend who's best man in my wedding. I mentioned earlier, Stevie's father. He, um, I didn't have a real good, uh, father figure. Uh, and, uh, my, his dad, um, um, he's passed away now. His name is Steve Fredericks. I remember watching and learning how to be a man from him, like to be a kind person and to do the right thing, even when nobody's looking. Right. Uh, and he, uh, he really helped me. I really remember looking up to him and saying, I want to be more like that guy than, you know, the one that I go went home to every night. And, uh, so he really helped make me, uh, uh, a, a, you know, a gentleman, he was just an outstanding soul that's and awesome. uh, I miss him. That's awesome. All right. Here's the last question. If, uh, if I could take the DeLorean from back to the future and pull it up in front of your house there in Augusta and stick you in the driver's seat and on the little control panel, punch in your 18th birthday and send you back to where you were sitting across the table from 18 year old Ray, what would you tell 18 year old Ray? Um, Chase your dreams, 
and chase your dreams, take the risk. Uh, the best quote I ever told myself, and I didn't tell myself till way later, was it sounds so simple. I've said this to many people, but why not me? Wow. Uh, and that's what I said when I tried a uh, rec tech. I was like, you know, you hear these success stories and, and I go, why not me? You know, all, you, you hear all it is, is somebody takes a risk at some point, they put it all on the line. And so, uh, the answer to that would be, why not me? Uh, it's the most profound little, uh, three words I probably ever said to myself. Well, I think that got us to the end of our time. I, uh, I have thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this. And, um, so where do people find out about rec tech grills? Give a little pitch. Okay. It's uh rectechgrills.com. Uh, we have a, a YouTube channel. We're on all social media. The greatest thing you can do is follow us. In my opinion, if you're on Facebook is follow rec tech on Facebook and you can see real life testimonials from customers that are enjoying their rec tech and truly, uh, cooking on it. And it's, you know, there's no, um, uh, fluff there. It's real testimonials and you can see how much people enjoy the product. Uh, so, uh, but rectechgrills.com is where to get it. But I, I, we really love the following, uh, on Facebook. We're on Twitter and all that stuff as well, but Instagram, Pinterest and all, but, um, Facebook is our, you know, our kind of our go-to. We have, I think 180,000 followers on Facebook. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, and just for, from, from my perspective, uh, uh, a lot of the stuff I've learned to cook on the rec tech, I've learned by watching Jody and some of the guys doing the live demos of how you cook, how do you prepare stuff and, and that kind of thing. So yeah, I, I fully agree. I tell people just, uh, follow you guys on, uh, on Facebook and you'll learn a ton. Yeah. Jody, Jody was like built for what he does. Jody and Greg, <laughs> they are perfect. I love, well, I'm a fan of theirs. I watch them. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, when I first bought my grill, you were still doing some of the videos. Yeah. Yeah. I still need to get back in there when uh, I miss it. Uh, so I will again, uh, I'll start doing some more videos as soon as this whole, uh, uh, Corona thing dies down. I got you. Well, all right, Ray, that's it, my friend. Thank you for your time. Well, thanks for having me. And, uh, I really enjoyed it. I appreciate it. Thanks again to Ray. I mean, I can't imagine what it was like starting a business, uh, and really making the decision to start the business on the day that the stock market crashed back in 08 and to see where they've come from then to now is just one of those true quote unquote overnight success stories. So, uh, I loved hearing it. I love Ray telling the story and I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you got as much motivation out of it as I did. So thanks for listening and uh, we'll see you on the next episode of the modern Southern gentleman show.